Star Wars 7x7 episode 3012. In addition to the Andor series happening right now, the other big thing happening in Star Wars storytelling this month, as we talked about on yesterday's show, is the High Republic this month is really coming out with a bang with the first of the novels in Wave 1 of Phase 2. And to prepare for that, I'm looking back at a story from Phase 1 that may actually kind of bear on Phase 2 a little bit as well. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boybot and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Eye of the Storm was a two-issue series, and this is Spinner Sunday, so perfect for what we're doing today, is a two-issue comic series for Marvel, written by Charles Soule, one of the original story architects for the High Republic, and it focuses on origin story stuff for Markeon Rowe, who's the guy at the center of all of this Nihil trouble, right? He is the Eye of the Storm, quite literally. And the first issue of this two-issue mini-mini-series gives us a lot of backstory about the whole Roe family and also about his species, the Evereni. Now, this came out a while back, so we're in full spoiler territory for this, and so there's your warning. So this is divided into three sections, this particular story. is the truth, the lie, and the kill. The truth tells the story of Everon, which is the planet from which the Evereni derive, and it's a very tragic story, a difficult story. It was described as a tempest world. Interesting that the word tempest is used, of course. Just very dramatic in terms of its weather, and the population tried to deal with it, but a one once in a millennium situation happened that utterly destroyed them and then there were all these things about just how they can't trust their leaders, they can't trust their own family members, like their whole life has conspired to tell them that they cannot trust in anything except oneself, basically. So ultimately, the few remaining survivors as just the population got whittled down by tragedy after tragedy after tragedy got off the planet and they learned not to trust only to just acknowledge desire and wants and needs and goals and if somebody's wants and needs and goals and desires didn't align with theirs then they were basically enemies that would have to get killed and this made them not play very well with the rest of the galaxy when they actually got off world for the first time and so the Republic ultimately ended up hunting them down and from the Evereni's perspective the whole galaxy is against them and looking to exterminate them. And we don't know how many Evereni are actually alive, but it's not a lot. And this is going to apply to what we are going to see in Path of Deceit, which is the first of the novels being released for Phase 2 of The High Republic. It's coming out on Tuesday, and we're going to be talking about that in just a couple short days, because there are Evereni characters in there, including Marta Rowe, who has already been mentioned in previous reveals at Star Wars Celebration and whatnot. Somehow she's connected to the Rowe family. We don't necessarily know how just yet. Marta also has a cousin, and this cousin is also Evereni and knows that the Evereni are reviled throughout the galaxy, but she doesn't necessarily know why. So it does make you wonder whether this is, you know, lost to history, essentially, or just how long ago the situation takes place in Eye of the Storm, where the Evereni came out into the galaxy and started causing trouble for anyone. Anyone and everyone, basically. Anyway, so back into part two of this Eye of the Storm first issue story, which is called The Lie. In this, we get backstory specifically about Markeon Rowe's lineage. So we meet Asgar Rowe, we meet 
Asgard's grandmother, Shala, and we find out that it's Shala's mother, or Markian Rose's great-grandmother, who originally organized the Nihil, and they are supposed to be used to help the, you know, Rose get revenge on the Republic and the Jedi for what's happened to their people, the Avereni. But Asgar is not happy with the timetable, and Shala says, well, you know, then you should go out and make people fear the Avereni like your father and your grandfather did. You can keep yourself busy because we're not ready to go yet. Start killing some people. And Asgar goes, all right, yeah, I'll start killing people, and then kills Shala right away, and then takes over control of the Nile. We also find out that at this time, which is 20 years before the Great Disaster, according to the comics, so basically 20 years before Light of the Jedi happens, that they already have Marisan Tekka in a tube, and she's still in that same kind of, you know, drifting off state where she's, you know, in the stars, she's not really realizing where she is or that she's contained in this tube. She's just not necessarily fully aware of herself and her body and her situation, and even mistakes young Markeon for Asgar Rowe. Like, she's definitely not in her right mind exactly. Also, at this time, 20 years before, when Markeon is still a kid, he has some serious bloodlust. There's a situation set up where the Nile say, oh, we'll just kill you, Asgard, and we'll take over your stuff. And Asgard says, yeah, you know, you can do that if you want to, if you can beat my kid, like, kill my son. Like, there's your challenge. And... Really, there's a deal worked out where Mari Santeca can demonstrate the battle paths so that way Markion can pop in and out of hyperspace and do micro jumps wherever he wants to shoot down a whole bunch of Nile. But when the Nile, including Pan from previous storytelling that we've seen, uh, when he says, all right, we've seen enough, you can tell us what you want, we'll listen to the proposition, Markion still wants to keep shooting people down, so Asgard has to say, look, you got to stop or I'm going to tell Mari to shut the paths down and then you're not going to be able to survive against all these people. So Markion wants to keep shooting, ultimately has to stop. And then the final section is the kill, and this one's a little awkward, I guess I'll say, only in the sense that I can't quite tell whether Markion Rowe actually killed his dad. But... He certainly let him die. We know that much because we see Asgar Rowe bloodied on the ground and he's saying, help me, and Markion Rowe is there and does not help him, just takes that helmet that the eye wears. And Asgar is like, oh, you're just going to stand there and watch? And Markion says nothing. And Asgar says, good boy, as if like, okay, yeah, this is what he's supposed to do. This is what the Everenni are supposed to be like. <laughs> as a species and how they're supposed to treat people. So, you know, the fact that he's saying help me to Markeon suggests that Markeon wasn't the one to you know, deliver the blows that would eventually lead to Asgard's death. But the fact that he didn't help him, I guess, is what endeared Asgard to Markeon all the more. Anyway, so Markeon goes and tells the leaders of the Tempest that Asgard's dead, and uh, he's like, I guess I'm the Eye now, and there's a conversation about how, yeah, if you're going to be the Eye, you got to step up, you know, you got to have some serious vision, no pun intended, and Markian's like, yeah, I got vision, don't worry, because the whole thing is to <laughs> completely wipe out the Republic and the Jedi. That makes me want to go back to something that Shala Rowe was saying to Asgar in confidence about Markion that just centuries of 
everything that happened to the Evereni, like whittling down the people who survived you know, to basically be blades. And Markion Rowe is the blade's point in her reckoning and that she he is going to be the one to fulfill the destiny of the Evereni, which is to get revenge on the Republic and also the Jedi by extension for what's happened to their people. But they got to be careful about how they do it because they're only going to get one shot at it, which is why she had been hesitating on using the Nihil necessarily because she's like, no, nah, we don't have everything, have everything in place just yet. But apparently Asgard thought so and started to get things rolling. This again, 20 years before the disaster that takes takes place at the beginning of Light of the Jedi. And then 10 years later, Markion decides, all right, it's time to ramp things up. And so 10 years before the great disaster, that's when Asgard dies and Markion takes over the Nile. So that backstory is gonna help us as we start to look at phase two of the High Republic. And we'll be talking a little bit about that again, as I said, in the coming days. But for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Seven is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.